0: you You're listening to the Real Estate Radio Hour, the show that brings you unfiltered stories and insight from the Twin Cities real estate world with your hosts, Chris Rooney, broker at REMAX Preferred, and Andy Presky, leader of the Preferred Home Team at REMAX Advantage Plus. Volleyball boy. Go Vikings! Go get them. Go get
1: or, them. As they say here, yeah.
2: Well, so volleyball, that Nebraska volleyball game, 92,000 people. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, you know, Nebraska has a lot of uh, what they call dead time. And uh, so when everybody sees anything happening, they're like, oh, my God. And, yeah, and they, I'm sure it was a great game.
0: Yeah, but they did. It was, was it a tournament or something or just a one game?
1: I think it was a one. I don't maybe Nick knows more about it. I think it was just a one game thing.
0: Yeah. Maybe it was uh their football team almost beat the U last night.
1: You don't follow female athletics, Nick. Oh I don't even
0: watch male athletics actually. Whoa. Yeah, he's he doesn't yeah, he doesn't do that.
1: We but don't want any copycat syndrome here, right?
0: I do. I watched Minnesota volleyball against Texas the other night. Yeah. I, I miss I miss volleyball. Yeah. I loved watching
1: what Morgan was playing. That was a fun sport. We uh we we're kind of uh, you know it's kind of bittersweet for us because it's it is uh, Hannah's uh, senior year at college and you know man they've got a good team and she's been fighting to play and she's kind of got some opportunities now where she's ready to play and we're I don't know I'm pretty optimistic but you know it's uh I tell you these girls you know it's been so much fun watching these guys as little little kids to where they can hardly hold the volleyball to. You know, now they're beasts. I mean, these girls, when they're playing and you go to some of these tournaments, you're like, holy crap, I wouldn't want to play against any one of these teams. And, uh, you know, so I, I really enjoyed it. And then, you know, I don't know what it is, but it seems like the volleyball girls that are women now are, are so sweet. They're, they're awesome people. They're, they're, you know, straight A students. I mean, when you look at the, the volleyball, like, resume for most schools, they're all like the highest GPAs. They're involved in all kinds of volunteering. They're just good people. And I, I volleyball just pulls them in. It's just maybe a unique situation, but I don't
0: know. And their, their uniform choice is really good, too, I
2: think.
1: If that's <laughs> <Hey, Andy, laughs> the wrong uh, non-parental male, it might uh, be considered attractive, yes. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, true. Uh, Andy, where in Colorado are you?
1: I'm in Golden, Colorado. If you guys Where's would cool? like, I could – Poke your uh, computer out the window for you. Go for it. Yeah, see some right. mountains. Take a look here. Um, I'm not very good with the old uh... – all right, hang on. When I turn, it's going to be white for a second. So uh, we're, like, kind of at the – this is, like, over here is Denver, over this way. And then this way here where we're playing is that – I don't know if you can kind of see the mountain that's there. Um, we're yeah. on the other side of that this morning. We're in Are Golden, you... Colorado. So Is
0: that School of Mines?
1: Yeah, yes.
0: Yeah, Nick played. Nick Nick played there.
1: Yeah, it's a cool little man. Yeah. Last night, Lisa and I wandered downtown, and uh, so we're going around Golden. And I normally I make a rule not to ask a skinny girl where to go have dinner, because um, <laughs> we're at the hotel. And I usually look for my one of my brothers, like myself, to say, "Hey, where would you go to eat dinner?" And this this uh, young college uh, gal working at the hotel here says, "You know, you should go downtown and go to Woody's." And I'm like, ah, oh, it's okay. She goes, it's great pizza. It's fun. I'm like, perfect. And this place was hopping, man. I'm telling you, we didn't get there until 8 o'clock. And it is hopping. And they've got, and the, the like the waiter comes up to you and brings the waters. They don't even ask. They just bring them. And they're sitting there and you're like, uh, have you ever been here? Like, no, no, I haven't. And he goes, well, be prepared to have an, a, a great experience because this place is amazing. Our food's amazing. Our service, really? we try to be amazing. And and it was and it was live, so I highly recommend Woody's right in Golden, Colorado.
0: Just sometimes it's just an attitude, you know what I mean? That uh, changes the whole atmosphere. So that's kind of yeah. nice.
1: I went. To, I got my wife to go uh, on quad yesterday up in uh, Winter Park. So we drove. Those of you that have been here, you take off out of Denver and you you wander up through this switchbacks all the way through the mountains. It's pretty. It, it, on the way out, it was kind of like stressful. On the way back, you're used to it. And, uh, but going out, we went to Winter Park and man, has that town, Chris, I, I don't think I've seen that much construction since the gold, you know, boom out here. It, it's amazing. They're, they have so many mountain front, mountain view, oh, and they're all million dollar plus properties and they're building one after another after another. There was a development out here called Rome. Uh, so it was it's R-O-A-M and they have a, uh, a local rancher that owned a bunch of land that he's starting to develop. That's at the base of the mountain where they do the, you know, the Winter Park um, ski hills and Mary Jane ski hill and everything else. And, uh, man, what a cool village they built at the bottom. It looks like you're in Vale.
0: Isn't California attacking Colorado, too? I think they're getting a lot of people moving in from California. Yeah,
1: yeah you know, that that and, and uh, you know, yeah, like I said, the, the more fun we were when we were flying into town – we could see some of the tops of these mountains had snow on them. And uh, so we're like, uh, oh, that'd be fun if we, you know, ever, the four wheelers got up high. So we're at 12,000 feet on these four wheelers and up these switchbacks. And oh my God, I shout out you, to you've Bombardier. Did that
0: already, too. You've done that while you're there? Yeah. That's yeah. Like, we, oh we
1: landed, we took off at three in the morning and uh, yesterday, basically from our house and got here, jumped in a rental car, drove straight out to uh, Winter Park. And did all this crazy stuff out there. But what what was neat was this, uh, it's on the Continental Divide. So, I mean, up on the top of this hill, like there's like prairie dirt from down, way down below, right? It's not mountainous. It's actually prairie lands. And I don't know if you've never seen it. I I highly recommend the ATV. Um, And and again, the roads we were riding on were like, we're driving 30 miles an hour over like potholes and whatever, just going like this. And these machines are driving like Cadillacs. I mean, it was unbelievable.
0: Yeah yeah uh, Nick, I don't I wonder if he he did that. I know we went to that Estes Park, which is pretty cool. That's where the Stanley Hotel is. yeah um, and then he he was in the valley, so he was oh. in Alamosa, yeah, which is probably about four hours from there. so
1: yes yeah yeah, this is uh, uh, kind of a neat spot. I, I tell you you know we're we're kind of up on the north I guess northwest end of of uh, Denver. You know, so we're north of Boulder. We're kind of west yeah. of everything. So we're we're up on the foothills where it's 100 degrees today down in Denver, and it's gonna be like 90 up here on the edge of the mountain. So it's you know, pretty and it's dry. So it's very it's a comfortable 90.
0: Weird. I I got a little. Uh, the jobs report came out, and that the U.S. economy added 170 80 187,000 new jobs, which was a little higher than expected number of 170. But employment Weird. unemployment unexpectedly increased well so they got the rates got better uh so anyways uh this guy's rates got effort. rates
1: jumped up to eight and a quarter
0: so that now they went down so today okay. good, good talk there. about
1: vulnerability right i mean think about that you got two guys talking on this show right now one's saying they're going up one saying they're going down because it's by the second yeah. and so this is what i i caution the the people that are out there trying to lend money people don't make decisions in tumultuous environments when the things are up and down it's like hey should we go swimming you know and yeah. uh, it just it doesn't work so uh you know in rough water so right now you look at these waves that are on these interest rates and people get nervous
0: uh, speaking of a wave there we go just see that little wave on there that little yeah. graph line
1: that's right. where you should have pressed the button there nick if you weren't hung over um oh <laughs>
0: Do you think Nick's hung over? I don't think he is. It's game week. He's got a game. This is all
2: AI. This is all computer generated. I have a game in 100 degree uh, weather this weekend, so I can't be drinking before it. Yeah, it's in the sand dunes of Brazil, basically, an oil town.
1: Hey, what did you, uh, what were you saying? What was going on in the news down there? You were saying there was some crazy stuff going on, huh? I was? Yeah, you sent an email that said that. Oh, my bad. Okay. Must be beautiful and, and wonderful, and I misread that.
2: Yeah, <laughs> but we'll happening in that market, boys? Talk to me.
0: What else is happening? The uh, it's a good, it's a it's a great question. We had Andy actually. We had a listing that had uh, multiple offers. I did sold too. For, sold for pretty good over full price. So it is a. Uh, it's weird. I mean, if it's it's done right, priced competitively. Uh, you're getting people that are fighting. You're still not getting 20 offers, but you're getting multiple offers, which obviously pushes the people to go to the right level sure. that you need.
1: Yeah, anything that represents a fair opportunity, right? I, I think that there's, that's the key thing is that with these rates, people feel like they're already taking a risk. Right. And uh, so when you, when you, you know, add on top of that, you know the multiplier of the interest rates and whatever, now you add a competitive environment, the multiple offer arena is becoming very vacant. And it doesn't exist as much. It, it's there. Um, there are those exceptional deals, and generally, when I'm in those multiple offers, it's cash people.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're getting lots of um, action in the upper bracket stuff too. Yep. It's it's crazy. It's like new construction. So just in time for that little parade of homes.
1: Yeah. You guys, so, are you all ready for the parade?
0: We get, is, There's one in Rose in Rosemount the Per home so yeah I don't did have I, to, I, you, I, I, I don't I, have to sit in it though which is really good so that's really nice
1: did I ever tell you that we were in the model home and we got busted by the uh, tobacco firearms alcohol yeah. group yeah. and they're like that uh, wine and happy hour thing yeah What's we that? did yeah we were doing the wine and cheese events and all of a sudden mm-hmm. I get a call from my agent saying oh there's some federal officer in here. And, uh, and and they told me that we're doing illegal prat, and I go, okay. I go first of all, I go, we are not doing anything illegal. We're not selling anything. We were distributing, which is the problem. They they were in bottles of wine. This is where okay, COVID nipped That's us in the booty again. Um, we had used to have bottles of wine, and then you could these, these of events.
0: Wine. These events were promoted by the builders association. One hundred
1: percent, yeah, one yeah. hundred percent, because there was nothing wrong with it. We were right. saying, hey, come on out and have a glass of wine. We've got all these. Well, everything became indiv- individually packaged from our cheese. We'd special order in these little cheeses that were specially packaged. And yeah. we had, you know, and then uh, the wine were in little bottles. So it was all cute. Right. Well, they considered that to be redistribution because we weren't opening mm. the wine mm. and forcing them to drink it. And I go, well, we, you know what I mean? So it's like we were just like, sure, have some wine and cheese. And they sometimes would just throw it in their purse and keep walking. Well, that's what they observed, and they didn't like that. That was redistribution of whatever, and and so now we we uh, Chris, I'm proud to announce, um, we have donuts and cider parties oh, all throughout God. the Prairie to Homes.
0: How exciting! Are you gonna uh, do them every day?
1: Well, that's my lifestyle, but um, yeah,
0: the uh, special days, right?
1: Yeah just like right. the wine and cheese they're called cider and donuts and cider and cocoa events and wow. uh
0: so
1: nice and nothing wrong with that hey you know you got a sweet tooth you'll still come out
0: yeah you just don't want them spilling that crap all over the place
1: yeah
2: you you hey, get boys,
1: your I, uh I... you get your juice when you leave oh
0: <laughs> <What> <laughs> were I, came you across here,
2: I came across this article on uh redfin i want to see if it if it matches with what you guys are seeing and what you guys know. So the eight most affordable places to live in Minnesota. Let's check it out here. we got eight of them. So I want you to go through each yep. one.
0: It's going be interesting. Number one. Here we go, Andrew. St. Cloud. Yeah, because the town's been destroyed. That's why. Oh, sorry. I went to college in St. Cloud. Yes. And I went back last year. And my goodness wasn't too impressed what was happening over there so um, but that median home price 250 there's a lot of stuff happening up there there's a lot of people a lot of crime uh, a lot of Santa petty crime
1: it, it's funny it's it's got that big city vibe to it now where they're downtown they're having struggles like they are in Minneapolis I know. and uh just they can't seem to get the the petty crime it's not like well there are murders there too but I mean it's more petty stuff you know like the um car getting broken into or people getting mugged or whatever which they I don't know if that's petty that to me is not petty but
0: I don't know what the, the college um, like enrollment is anymore, but it had gone down a lot. I mean, I went down there and I drove around campus, and I was like, I couldn't even believe it. You know, they took away the football team; they got rid of that. I mean, that's going to ruin a town immediately. And then, uh, but they kept they did keep the baseball team, so I got a little link to it. But they're yeah, like asking it looks, for money, and like I'm like, ready no. to put up
1: the going out of business sale signs for sure.
0: Yeah, it's just kind of a I don't yeah. know. So yeah, it it may be affordable but uh, what is it what's that say 68,900 people live in the city is roughly 79 70 miles from the nearest major metro Minneapolis. yeah yeah it's so it's 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 not far out um, there is opportunities up there for sure and there's a bunch of cool towns that are around it it's around it coltsburg is one of them i like coltsburg
1: well sartell and uh yeah. and what's that other one up there there th- those areas are thriving now so People are going from the core of the city, just like they do in the twin cities are going around the suburbs. And it's kind of interesting. These, a lot of these cities are sick of it though. I mean, even like, you know, many, uh, I don't know if you heard this or not. We just got a letter in Champlin and the current mayor uh, has actually put out a letter. They're trying to pull us out of Hennepin County and have us join Anoka County. Cause they're tired of the crap in Hennepin County and Ooh. the taxes and the excessive fees and the lack of support. And so, you're, you're. It, I think it's coming. I think there's a, an, uh, a. I don't say the word evolution, but let's call it a political evolution that's on its way because people are tired of the crap. They're just like, hey, we're we're gonna fix it. If you can't fix it, then what happens is you get on the most affordable list for uh, the the Twin Cities or for the state of Minnesota, and we don't want that. I'd, I'd rather be on the most expensive list. You know, not really, but you know what I'm
0: saying. Yeah, I know. Yeah, St. Paul. See, uh, I don't, I don't mind St. Paul. I kind of like St. Like Paul. Paul. I like- Next to all, I mean, on the river and stuff like that. I just think it's uh, it's kind of a cool place. They've got a lot of interesting um, entertainment venues as well. Have you yeah. ever have you ever been to the the CHS field, Andy, to watch a Saints game? It's cool, F- fantastic. Dude, good yeah. job. They don't they don't kill you, you know, with the prices. No. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a fun venue. But St. Paul, yeah, I think that one's uh, I think that's a good one.
1: Yeah, I, I, St. Paul, we sell about a dozen houses a year in St. Paul. So that, uh, you know, it, it it's a great market for us. We have a lot of our um, past clients that now we're moving their parents or we're moving so-and-so or whatever. And and it's kind of funny how it, what's neat about families is the, the young kids will say, hey, we need more space or, hey, we want this school district. And so they'll move, for example, out of a neighborhood that their family kind of grew up in, and they'll move out to wherever. And then they, the family then eventually gets tired of driving, so then all of a sudden you get, you know, grandma and grandpa or mom and dad or whoever coming out, and then they want to move closer to the kids. And it, uh, it it's, it's amazing how important family is with that move. I mean, what is yeah. it, jobs, family, and uh, whatever that are uh, just your house doesn't fit anymore, are the three number one things that are making people move. So hmm.
0: I did not know that. Yeah. Okay, number three is a Champlain. Let's see. Number three. <laughs> I hope so. Oh, Salute. Champlin's its own county now, from what I've heard. Yeah. Anyways, Duluth. What do What do you think of Duluth?
1: So, we prefer to be called sovereign nation. Oh. I I've
0: been in Duluth, and I've I've seen it. Just seems like there's less people hanging out up there, or something. I don't know. It's just, uh, it just was like a dead zone when I went up there. I just I traveled up there. Just all of a sudden, I started driving. I actually, I was I was on the phone with you, Andy, and. Um, I just started, I was driving and I just kept driving and I'm talking to you and it, we must have talked for 45 minutes and all of a sudden I'm at like Hinckley and I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to go. So I ended up going to Duluth that day and, uh, and actually stayed overnight there and just, but it was dead zone. I couldn't believe it.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, it's, you know, I love Duluth. I always have, I think it's that kind of charm of Minnesota where you had a lot of the immigration coming in and those it's cold yeah which is perfect for us kind of polar bears that love that stuff
2: um it's
1: our habitat yeah 55 and in shorts it's Um, so
0: windy off the lake yes
1: oh yeah it can be miserable don't get me wrong but it's you know there i like i like the heritage up there they they represent that well i think that you get uh there's areas up there like hermantown and um some of these other uh what is it proctor i think it is um are some of those and i'm guessing sorry if i'm wrong um that are growing like crazy because i just had a, a a past client of mine that we sold their house and when he was moving up to um that area they were out in the suburbs and he was spending almost as much up there as he did here so i think the, the key thing there is for affordability is probably in the actual uh duluth City. proper
2: right
0: i agree that's exactly what it is yeah right along
1: the yeah there you go yeah again you know, that's that, uh, I hate to say it, but that inner city kind of challenges where they now, I mean, I don't know why in the heck, if I was a homeless person, I'd want to go live in Duluth. Of all the places, it wouldn't be Duluth. That'd be, the, other than the North Pole, it'd be the last places. And and there's homeless people now living under bridges up there. And, and it's like, ah, that city is so thriving and, and growing and there's jobs everywhere. It's like, I don't know. I just, I struggle with that whole scene. I don't know how to help those people, but I don't know. I wouldn't be the city I'd pick to live in. If I was. I
0: cool. was. I, was uh, I actually visited uh, Madeline Island off of Bayport, and uh, oh, cool! Just go through there, yeah, to look at a uh, restaurant, Grandpa Tony's, actually, and uh, they're they're selling it. The people that have owned it forever are uh, are looking at selling it, so they wanted me to come up there and, and talk okay. with them. But what a cool awesome. that that Island is! Kind of cool, Andy. If you ever get a chance, it's, it's oh, more man. than cool. Have you been there? Yes. Oh, you have. Okay. Yeah, we know, took the
1: ferry I, over. I believe it's yeah. been 20 years, but we took the ferry over there, and then uh, you rent golf carts and drive around. And right,
0: it's like you go back. It's it's like you go back 30 years. Yeah. That's what it feels like to me. Because I mean, they let you do whatever you want. I mean, it's it's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, all
0: right, Rochester. I mean, same well, same theme of all of them. <laughs> it's the same thing. So you wouldn't think Rochester was super affordable, but. Uh, Again, kind of in the in the in the city part, it's a lot more affordable. There's a lot of uh, big homes going up as well, though. Yeah, you kind of push out just a little ways.
1: You know what's uh, funny is that they the so Rochester specifically, I've got some friends down there, and they they push down into that uh, um, Stewart now beyond Stewardville, What's where's the? Um, Caledonia. Not that quite that far, but. You're seeing a lot of these surgeons buying properties down in these small, like little Amish towns. And uh, um, they're buying, you know, 100 acres and they're building beautiful homes. And, and then you're seeing a lot of the, pe- those are the permanent, um, you know, doctors and whatever and surgeons that are staying there. Um, but you see a lot of turnover. So that the, the Rochester market is a fantastic rental market. Um, yes. They get crazy rents. They're getting the same rents, actually probably more expensive rents down there than they are in the cities. Um, and, uh, my son was, I mail for working there for a little over a year.
2: And I mean, I
1: think they were paying like $2,300 for a two bedroom apartment. And, and up here in the cities, they got it for 1800 in Maple Grove, right downtown where they can walk to dinner. Oh, wow. Huh? Yep.
0: You should buy your kid a house.
1: I, well, we've talked about it. We, um, those conversations have definitely happened, but remember Chris, when you were what? Remember when you were 26? Yeah. Yeah. It. Uh, let me know if you would listen to anybody. I got married. Whoa, I think sparkle. I got married at
0: 26. Had had that little boy on the other side that's hiding at 28.
1: You are uh, That might be the only reason why you're alive, your wife.
0: It's possible. <laughs> Coon Rapids. I don't know much about Coon Rapids. Love it. Andy, I Andy, actually, I did sell a house up there not too long ago. And uh, it was... I. Uh, it was really kind of a – it felt like Richfield to me.
1: That's yeah, what it kind of yeah. felt like. I love Coon Rapids right across yeah. the river. We, uh, I just sold one over there uh, about six months ago, and I got a brand-new listing coming. Um, it's a great market. I mean, it's, you know, nestled along the river there. The, the retail – what happened was the retail sector died. And when, like, you had, um, like, uh, Coon Rapids – actually, the north part of Coon Rapids, they have, like, uh, Riverdale, they call it. And so all the, all the retail attention went up there. That's where they're building the new Sierra clothing stores and, the, you know, you name it, the Costco's and the whatever. So that was in the middle along the old river road. A lot of that retail down there has struggled and, and, and actually the car dealerships closed and, you know, you know can replace car dealerships with so many U-Haul uh, places. And then eventually you kind of get to the where, okay, let's just take the buildings down because they're just eyesores. But um, the community is great, very affordable um you know right over you can get on to 610 pretty easy and you're right downtown or you go across the highway 10 bridge and you're wherever you want to go so i i really i'm a big fan of coon rapids for young buyers
0: does, does that feel right andy 335 for yeah. medium price in coon okay
1: yeah i'm, I'm listing a two-star over there for about 400 and but it's it's amazing it's four bedrooms up you know and it's and it's in an older neighborhood it's a rare the, the that's the problem though is that you know you get some of these people now renovating these houses and you have some of them still selling for 285, and then they're they're fighting over those because everybody buys them. flip to flip them, and then they're redoing the kitchens and the whatever. And now they're selling for 400. And um, so there there's up. Op- Remember how when we used to when we were younger, we were looking for those deals we could buy and fix up and make money on. That's yeah. Coon Rapids represents a great opportunity for that.
0: That um, so the four bedroom is there a master bath on that one?
1: No, hallway. Okay, so-
0: yeah, it's not something. And then uh, there's a two-car garage.
1: Of course, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah but the, the
1: yard's big enough where you could have a, a four-car garage on the back. But it it's a uh, which is rare. So down by the river, if you look at, it, they used to do those um, developments where instead of being square, they actually roll and they pie around the parks and the schools. Right. And so some of the lots are wide in the front and narrow in the back. And then there's also the river, and it's so there's no real two lots are the same over there. I
0: like yep. it. I, I Coon Rapids is very nice. Yep, good. Minneapolis. Enough said. I mean, there's spots all over. I'm I'm listing one in Minneapolis. It's it's absolute it's right by Hiawatha and Nicomas, yep. and uh, it's the cutest little place off Minnehaha Parkway that uh, that you'll find. And it feels great. Everyone's walking around, no problems whatsoever. So a lot of the lot of the talk and. Things are, you know, are the things that happen at 2 a.m. It's not happening.
1: Well, right. Like in every area, right? Right. But, you know, I tell you what, the uh, the thing is, is that there are pockets of that town of Minneapolis that are amazingly, you know, under the lot of pressure and there's crime and there's all kinds of problems. And then there's other areas that are thriving. Like you said, they're licking ice cream cones, walking with their strollers and going to the park to listen to a concert. And so, I mean, it's like. That's what's kind of cool, I think, about Minneapolis. You know, I the last couple of years I've struggled with it going, okay, what is Minneapolis going to turn into? What is Minneapolis going to be? And, and like always, we hope it becomes a thriving community of good people that want to, you know, be good neighbors, be whatever. And then I think that's eventually what wins over. I mean, I hate to say it. And then the pockets that don't, well, that is what it is too. I mean, it's like, you know, so I think you're seeing a lot of families are saying enough is enough. I'm not moving. I'm staying. I'm going to raise my kids here. I'm going to do the right thing. So is my neighbor. And, you know, and that's so I don't know. I hope it works out well for everybody.
0: You're so politically correct.
1: It's sick, isn't
0: it? It's sick, but it's good. Number seven. We are going.
1: Yeah,
0: oh, baby.
1: Park. Brooklyn Park,
0: not to be confused with Brooklyn Center, right?
1: I am. Oh, uh, that's coming. I'm, I ooze affordability in my territory. Oh, yes.
0: Yeah. I think Champlain's going to be number eight. Brooklyn Park, Brooklyn Park built a ton of homes in the 90s. I remember mid 90s, mid to late 90s was, uh, I mean, all of those, you know, little three levels and splits. And I mean, tons of those. I remember selling, I I got Mm -hmm. like runs on those. I, get three four five clients at a time that wanted places there what was the big builder i mean uh that did tons of them um
1: at, well there was horse grazer
0: horse grazer was selling for him what was there hmm. and then he developed them uh oh what was that i mean, well, i know
1: that Orrin thompson years ago started in the brooklyn center brooklyn park uh, kind of push and then uh, you saw there was a ton of custom builders that's what i love about brooklyn park is that the like edinburgh and then north of edinburgh there's there's just so many builders that are custom so what's interesting about brooklyn park is it offers such a variety on affordability to executive and it's right on the edge of all the parks and it has access the that corridor that runs along um so you can jump on the bike trails and go to the coon rapids dam you go the other way you can go all the way down to the uh into the actual elm creek park reserve and it I'm telling you, I've I grew up in Brooklyn Park. I love Brooklyn Park. I Always have, always will. And uh big fan.
0: Do you know one of the biggest um schools is over there? Uh is what is well Champlain's one of the bigger schools now.
1: Champlain Park is right on the border, yep.
0: For yeah, for um like the like it's a top top eight school. I know that Champlain is yeah. at least for that, a they have of, the, what do they call The
1: the baccalaureate program or whatever something like i probably pronounce that wrong being a public yeah.
0: Yeah, you uh, used to sell candy bars
1: oh when i was, was said, busy hustling the whole time i was there yeah
0: sold, yeah, yeah, I remember. yeah well
1: you know what you, you look at those areas you get down to like well not to, to cut off uh, brooklyn park but i tell you you know when you look at areas that are nestled into the city that have affordability have golf courses have great food have whatever i i am a big fan also of brooklyn park um, and and it's a uh, it's location, it's parks, it's schools are great. I mean, man, that Park Center High School. I mean, not just because I went there, but I mean, their athletic programs are are pretty impressive. They have some really crazy athletic athletes coming out of those schools, so it's kind of fun to watch their teams.
0: Burnsville is just where I had the multiple offers. Okay, and um, you know, there's a lot of Burnsville that's older, and I think that's kind of maybe not in maybe a little disrepair, which is sure. holding those prices down. But uh, Burnsville is in a, it's a fantastic location mm-hmm. um, everywhere, but uh, they've, they've kind of gotten hit, um, you know, where people aren't taking care of some stuff. Maybe the foreclosures happened quite a bit there. Um, and it's just kind of, you know, their, their school enrollment has gone way down. Oh. Where it was used to be pretty really good. I mean, Burnsville was, Burnsville was Eden Prairie, uh, yeah. back in the eighties for sure. And then, and uh, and in the nineties, start of the nineties, and then just kind of slowly uh, has not has not been there. So that's interesting that that uh, that those are that and Champlin wasn't even on the list of most affordable. It's not affordable, bro. It's not. I know. You get all the rich people go there.
1: You know what, though? It's hard. It's hard to get into Champlain under 400,000. I don't, I don't even know how you would do it anymore, because even the uh, the normal or the, the 1970s and 80s built stuff, people are renovating it. They mow their grass. They you know, there's that pride and ownership. And I, I've seen where that city has has been making a lot of really right moves. And uh, again, and, and I not to toot the horn of the, the guys at office, but they they redeveloped the area on the river. Now, how they got there is a whole different story. I don't want to talk about that because that, then I get upset. But now that it's there, it's done. And they have this amphitheater right on the river. And every Thursday night, they're playing live music. I don't That's know if fun. I've ever seen a community that shows up that well. I mean, I'm talking, there's got to be 1,500 people that are showing up for these um, on the river concerts. every. I mean, including myself, we've made it to a couple of them. Um, and uh, they have food trucks. They have the lookout. They have all these cool, I mean, they all have like six, seven, uh, you know, food trucks out there. Well, between 4 and 7. Depends on the, yeah. the, the concert. And I'm telling you, you want to talk about a sense of community, man. It, it really, I don't know, I've, I've enjoyed them. Those are fun. Yeah.
0: Wish we had one out in Prior Lake.
1: And you can ride your bike. They've got a route under When they redid that whole road there, remember, those of you that commuted to that area hated it for about three mm-hmm. years. Yep. And now they have a bike trail that goes right under 169. So you can literally go from one neighborhood to the other on bike. And now you're down by the river... You can have the Your Boat Club right on the river. You can rent a boat. You can park your boat. You can go fishing. You can go swimming. It's fantastic.
0: Andy, don't forget to tell people there's a Buffalo Wild Wings, too.
1: And there's a Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and a lot of people really enjoy that new Elm uh, Brewing right across the road, too. Oh. I've never tried yeah. it. I heard it's good.
0: What was that Chinese place we went to? It was oh, the like Chinese- yeah, Buffet is gone. It's gone?
1: Yeah. Jeez. Now it's a restaurant called Pour. Like pour me a glass of wine. Oh wow. <laughs> it's the spelling's very important in that name. Yeah. <laughs> You're
2: P O U R. Yeah, totally. Yeah.
1: No, that's and that's a fantastic, nice restaurant too.
2: Mm-hmm. I say I got a viral video I need you to look at, but it's gonna be brought to you by Mr. Andy Prasky, preferred right. home team.
1: Well, they said I could have 30 seconds on the show for a quick ad. Andy Prasky, REMAX Advantage Plus, Andy at prasky.com if you want to email us. Here's the thing, 22 years in the business, over 1,400 sales, I'd like to help you with your real estate needs. If that's buying, if that's selling, if that's building, whatever it is, give us a call, send us an email, let's get you started on your real estate journey, I'd like to help you on the way. Uh, lots of experience here and I uh, would like to put it to work for you. Andy Prasky, REMAX Advantage Plus, thanks for listening to the show. <laughs>
2: I'm 21 years old and I own 81 Section 8 rentals, and let me show you how to buy your first Section 8 rental directly from the IRS. Step one is go to treasury.gov auctions, and you can see this is where all the IRS deals are listed. For example, they're selling this house right here in Texas for $72,000. And then if you go to Zillow.com, it's estimated to be worth $192,000, and it's completely turnkey on the inside as well. And then if you go to huduser.gov, you can see Section 8 pays 1617 dollars a month for a three-bedroom house. And then if you go to spotcrime.com, you can see that there's no crime in the area as well. Now, if you check out my Section 8 Analyzer website with 15% down, you'll cash flow $642 every single month. And then from this house, you have close to $100,000 just from the equity portion. And then you're going to want to do a virtual property closing as well. Because I own over 25 houses in Ohio, and I've never... Never even been there
1: the scammers are getting younger and younger and younger
2: (laughs) yeah yeah i'd
0: like to verify some of that stuff
1: yeah no i think that the big thing the key thing is there is that they're selling you something right in the middle you then you put it into my software analyzer and it tells you exactly what you're going to profit i've never even been to this town oh what do you do when the toilet breaks and nobody pays your rent that month or Section 8 penalizes you for not having a refrigerator that's working. You have nobody in that state that will do the work for you.
0: Well, do you think he bought all those houses too? He's 21 years old. How is how's, how's he doing He's that?
1: Probably now his next video is on how he scams old ladies out of cash. Uh. <laughs> this is how I get these little old ladies to give me all their money so I can buy more houses.
2: Nick, you got any more viral videos for us? We could really... <laughs> but what about all those little things he was talking about? Is that uh, legit? You can use those or no? Well,
1: first of all, let me ask you a quick question, Nick. You stay on screen because I like, I like it when you talk to me.
2: Um, so on
1: screen, so you go to the, the government auctions, irs.gov, okay? So that means that somebody has gotten to the point of where they have completely been um, in a situation where the IRS has taken over the asset. Um, but the key thing is, is this, sometimes those assets on irs.gov you have to look at the fine print because it doesn't always wipe everybody out. So sometimes you might win that auction for $72,000. But the facts are there's still a second mortgage. There's a, a divorce decree. There's a you know a judgment for a truck. There's a whatever that also have to be paid off to clear the title. So this young man is a great go getter. I, I appreciate that every once in a while you do get lucky. But most of the time, those IRS deals, most people that don't pay the IRS usually have more complex life issues than just not paying the IRS. right? Anyway, yeah, that's, that's all I'm saying. Now, some of the websites he's posting are, are good. You know, I mean, I, I think they were legit. I, I think that there's just a couple missing pieces. And then I, I would like to also see his renters. Um, so he's gonna become a slumlord. He's buying in areas, he doesn't know where the houses are. He doesn't know the condition of the houses. He's buying the houses, he's doing section eight. Section eight has become more and more picky over the years. I mean, Chris, you got more experience than I do on that. But the, the reality is, is that you, what happens when the fridge breaks? What happens, they stop paying their rent. What happens when the whatever, and then they say, "Oh, they want to save their their Section Eight ticket," but what happens is if you don't have that property in livable condition, you know, there's arguments anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. You get a lot of inspections that happen on that. I mean, typically the the rent is guaranteed by the, the state, but the, their portion, um, right? Is there still usually fifty fifty? It depends. It depends what you you who you are and what you get. So. um But it's, it's, it's work. I mean, it's, it's a lot of work. Some people love that. Um, We did it for one of our apartment buildings and we didn't do it for any of our other stuff because it was just too much, too much to deal with.
1: Well, and didn't you say that they, the, in in your experience, you had renters then that were really hard on the properties?
0: Cool.
1: Yeah. And that's not always the case. You're not
0: paying for it. You don't care. You know. So.
1: It makes sense. I mean,
0: yeah, I think you gotta be a different type of person to be a landlord too. You really do. You can't there's you can't have a soul. You have to just go after them hard. And, yeah. I mean there's there's the rules. You pay, you screw up, you you're kicked out. I don't care if you have twin daughters that are, you know,
1: paralyzed. It doesn't matter. You got to get rid of them. So Yeah. That that is a, a fact of life, man. I tell you. Some yeah. of those uh people that do get evicted, it it uh, and you, yeah. and you, I have too soft of a heart. I'd be like, oh, okay, we'll catch up next month. Why don't you guys just mow the grass for me this month, and then we'll call it even.
0: Yep, no, nope. no, nope. it's not, it's not easy. And everyone thinks you can get rich quick that way, but I, I, uh, I mean, I did it. I had sixty-one units. I mean, I had a lot, and um, but I dumped every one of them. I mean, my plan was to buy them, pay them all, get paid off, and then just pay me rental income the whole time. But yeah. Miserable existence trying to to deal with some of those people. I mean, the best ones were my more expensive houses. That's that's where I mean you get some really good um, tenants and stuff. So sure, but anyways. I was just one years old when my family started in real estate, where both my parents were agents. They also dabbled in investing in real estate, rentals, flips, and construction. After college, I went right into getting my license in July of nineteen ninety. As a 23-year-old agent in an industry that looks nothing like today, I had to know more for my clients to choose me. There wasn't Zillow or social media to tell them how good I was. I had to win them over with knowledge. With knowledge comes confidence, and with confidence comes
2: results. I find- now we're talking.
0: That house is in the legends. That's on the course. Yep, on Brookwood. Oh. See, to
1: me, that looks like a two point nine million dollar house.
0: Yeah, I think on,
2: Yeah,
0: look at the front. That's just the back. I think the front is uh, pretty uh, impressive too. If I remember, I sold. Yeah, I Ooh, sold yeah. two of them in that cul-de-sac. Um, yeah, two uh, three million for an existing house that's not new construction is not easy to get uh it's, but i mean this is on it's on the golf course um i would suspect this will be a uh, someone that uh, kind of kicked butt on the lake uh, because what we find a lot is that the lake golf and acreage there's a different lifestyles and they trade those off and so on the lake now if you sell i mean you're making big money on there so then you can go buy something that's uh, a little less. I mean, trying to build that house for 3 million dollars would be absolutely impossible. So, yeah. people are getting, you know, for a house maybe that's 4,000 or 5,000 square feet on a really good lot on the lake, they're getting 3 million and going and buy that and getting how, how many square feet was that one, Nick? Was it uh 80 almost oh, 80, 80, yeah, 8500. Um I mean, it's got the pool. It's I mean, they're that's a lifestyle. I mean, in the, in the legends, and actually it's a really good location to be able to get in and out. So I think it's either one of those people or a relocation type person um, that's purchasing it. And it usually isn't someone that's looking at new construction and going with that because someone who can afford $3 million is going to get exactly what they want. They're going to get everything they ever wanted in a house and they're going to probably choose that versus you know that like that house we talked about in Red Wing,
2: mm-hmm. You know,
0: we're yeah. saying guys for two and a half million, you could go buy your perfect house for twenty five hundred square feet smaller, and it's still a huge monster house. So we should,
1: in all fairness, we should keep a ticker, and then when those properties sell or don't sell,
0: yeah, yeah, see if we were right, and Nick could say, "Oh, Chris was wrong again." You know, and he was right. Andy remember that, was remember
1: right the Gong Show? Remember the Gong Show? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah. So I don't know. If, is there any no. interior photos of this one?
2: No, that's what I was going to ask. It only has five photos. Yeah. So it's probably just coming, going to be
0: coming soon, is what it is. Jeez. Yeah, that's, yeah. See, it's coming Can you imagine soon. Imagine the so
1: cannonballs we could do, Chris, in that pool.
0: They're just teasing you right now. Yes. Like a tease, teasers.
1: They must have What's some kind it? of a uh, retractable hardcover on there so they don't have to have a fence. You know
0: what? They just redid the. Is, no, this is not. Okay, no, it's the one next to it. I was thinking it was one that sold um, just not too long ago. but it, And, I mean, it sold for a heck of a lot less than what that was. But it looks like it, but they don't – I mean, there's trees all around the other one. so.
1: You know, when I go forward like this and I try to go backwards so that you and I have the same size head.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Look at my hair. I kind of did an Andy Prasky feel. See how uh, it's kind of like sti- grease uh, it back. I hey kind it's easier when
1: you're going 100 miles an hour all day long, like I am. Yeah, that's true.
0: That's true. Andy, have yeah. have you heard that I am a, now a lifetime fitness member once again?
1: What? Would you get scammed in? You chose the joint? all that
0: walking, all that walking I did in Brazil. I'm 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 leading up to. Treadmill for half hour, and then I'm doing lifting. I mean, I'm already at five machines, three sets for each one, at ten. Wow! Yeah, I'm not even really that sore right now, so I'm coming. I'm coming back. You better be ready.
1: I, I, I want it. I'm ready.
0: I don't know I, I'm thinking I should probably try to live a little longer, so I'm going to try to get in shape.
1: Yeah, that isn't that sad when we start getting in there, you get in your fifties, you start going well. Yeah. I guess we hit the peak of the hill. And now we're going down the other side.
0: Yeah, that's it's time to start. Well, hang out as up. long as I can. Shape up, baby. So all right, we received an offer over asking, and buyers signed an appraisal addendum to cover the gap. All went great with the appraisal, but there was a twenty thousand dollar gap, which they signed an addendum to cover. Now we're only one week away from closing. They're stating that they had a family emergency and had to use those funds. Our realtor is saying that we have to change a purchase price. What recourse do we have, and what is the correct advice? The earnest money deposit isn't worth the risk of having to put it back on? I bet what recourse do we have uh oh, yeah, worth putting on the market. There is your answer there, people. you find out what your what the positives are and what the challenges are and yeah. uh typically you know you're at that point you're kind of in a rock and a hard place, and you maybe try um. <laughs> I've been in this position, and it's uh, it's really frustrating because they use these little tactics at the very end. And unless you're really willing to uh, put up a stand, you're you're pretty much in trouble.
1: I've got a great suggestion for you. You, whenever you have an appraisal gap guarantee, that is the equivalent of the amount that they put down. It's non-refundable.
0: Earnest money, yeah. Yeah, when you when well, you have, have multiple offers to cancel. Yeah, when you have multiple offers, you can sometimes get away with that. Just say, hey, yeah, if you if you'll cover it, that's fine. Let's just put it down as earnest money. I mean, that's a good way to kind of cover it from the beginning. But I think it's also um, one of those things that you could maybe do uh, something with personal property and get a bill of sale where they could, uh, you know, borrow or, or pay for the money, or you try to. You got you got to play hardball. <laughs> I mean, it's it's one of those things that if you're if you're set on hey it's not worth putting it back on, well you're you're not in a very good position to be able to negotiate. And I'll tell you what, really watch close over your agent in, when things like this happen, because they can screw it up big time. Because they're your voice and whatever they're saying. If you're like oh my gosh, we still have to have it, and your agents over there, you guys are the biggest jerks in the world, you're idiots and whatever. Well, then we'll just not do it. And then all of a sudden now you've lost it. So you got to be real careful uh, on how you identify these things. And every time we get into a situation like this, I do, I sit down with our client and say, okay, here's what can happen. And so you got to tell me <laughs> where where you stand on this, because it's going to, that's how I'm going to kind of go down this road.
1: So. I had one uh, that was FHA multiple offer and even with the FHA escape clause, they guaranteed $10,000 over the appraisable price. And we had everything work out just fine. They paid the gap, they closed, and everything was good. So I've had it happen where even with FHA, FHA has an escape clause. Those of you that aren't familiar with contracts and whatever, they put right on their FHA that if the house is not appraised for, immediately uh, the house is basically up for renegotiations. You can cancel, you can Whatever renegotiate, whatever. So they, a lot of people assume that if it doesn't appraise, the deals are dead. And that's not the case at all. I mean, I think that it's just FHA, you know, and, and that means that they can finance, I think, what is it, Chris, 500,000, 525, something like
0: that? What, FHA? Yeah. Yeah. It's up, it's up there Down. I don't even know. Yeah. I so, was, I mean, you, I, you're
1: seeing FHA even on the higher end, seven, $800,000 houses, because they're putting 20 or 30,000 down. And a lot of times they use that tool lot of people don't, they're like, well, what's FHA? FHA covers 20% normally, right? It's an insurance that insures the mortgage. So when people are putting a bigger deposit down, the reason why they go FHA is usually because they can get by with a lower credit score, or there's some exceptions to the rule. So that like a conventional mortgage might require you to have an absolutely perfect, clean report card versus FHA doesn't.
0: Short sale, foreclosure, they're all shorter time periods with FHA. Um, So yeah, I, we had, one that was, gosh, they, these guys put down like $300,000 and we're going to FHA. And when you go FHA, you have to have mortgage insurance on it. it. It lasts for the life of the loan. It doesn't matter if you get 20% equity in it. And you're kind of like, well, why would they do that? Well, they had a, a short sale, you know? And so they were able to purchase uh, quicker by going the FHA route. And, mm-hmm. and you're yeah. right about the credit score too. You can have a lower credit score to be able to get in.
1: Well, there's a lot of things that go into that equation, but I'll tell you, you know, it's kind of goofy, especially if that had to do the mortgage insurance. It usually is higher and they no longer can take it off, I believe, off the loan. Used to be able to refinance or, you know, uh, you could prove 20% that you'd stop paying it. And that's not the case anymore because these insurance companies were sick of getting, you know, the shaft after, you know, six months of payments. All of a sudden they, oh, we got 20% equity in the house. The house appraised for more. so
0: yeah. Yes, sir. All right. What else we got here? Lender got mad at me for requesting a price match. Wow. So the lenders giving me a six point seven five percent interest rate after a buy down using seller credits. I asked him if we could match Navy Federal rates, which offered six to a quarter without a buy down. I didn't really plan to start the process over with Navy Fed, but heard the lenders were willing to match rates sometimes. I showed him the closing cost estimate and he started going on about Oh, it's not the loan estimate, so he can't do anything with that. They probably won't be able to close in time. They won't allow me to use a comparable rent schedule, but an angry, irritated tone. So now I now have a real loan estimate from Navy Fed and not just the closing cost estimate, but I'm afraid to ask my lender if he could use that to match. Now that I have loan estimate, should I ask him again to match the rate? You do whatever you want to do. I mean, it's happened in a lot. Um, it's, uh, it's a, it's a big thing right now because with the high rates, people are trying to, you know, um, I, I don't, if you have, if you went shopping and, and went and bought a house and you had your credit pulled and you're in the process, you probably have probably had 30 to 50 more phone calls from other lenders trying to get your, uh, mortgage and they're just trying to go after it. And yeah, they see you pulling your credit. There, yeah. Some of them out there don't care. They're just really... You know, going to the rock bottom and then you go back to your lender and say, hey, this is what these guys are willing to do. Well, it's, it's impossible in which to do that, you know, and so it's, it's a, it's a. It's well, a, let's let's put
1: our Let's put a Let's wear two caps at one time. So you got the one caps, the buyer cap, take that off, put on the, the lender cap. So the reason why the lender has an angry tone is because you're on your way to closing. You're already at an escrow and I'm assuming that you've already locked your interest rate. And so what they're doing is they've already got that money. You at one point in time had to sign something. Probably give them 1%, um, you know, uh, for down to get that interest rate locked. So what happens is there's that the um, where they go to get their money, they have to put a uh, a fee on it to reserve that money at that rate for you. So it's not like they're just saying, well, let's cross our fingers and hope interest rates are at that when we close. So they probably locked in that interest rate. They put money into it at that rate. And then they started making all the other uh, decisions for you, helping you you know, get ready for closing. And then, of course, somebody comes along and says, hey, I got a sweeter deal than they do, because that lender has nothing to lose except for cost problems in your life and the other lender's life saying, hey, well, look at and that may be just indicative a little bit of the market conditions of that day. That day could have been that much cheaper. And so all of a sudden that new lender can quote that much lower on the same deal. And this guy's locked it in for you. What if rates would have been up here? What would this guy do for you then? Nothing. So the difference is, is when you lock, you're making that commitment with that lender so I actually put my weight back onto the lender side in that situation to say, hey, listen, you know what? If you reserve this and I'm, I'm holding this rate right for you and, and, you know, six weeks ago when we locked this, you were super excited about it. And now somebody teased you because it's just like having a car sale and you bought a car. And then the next week they offer a bigger incentive than the week that you bought it. And they don't care because you need to buy based on your situation. And what I always recommend is you stop talking to lenders once you've locked in because, at that point, you know, it does. It really isn't fair to either party because anybody can quote a lower rate when they have nothing to lose. There now, you go. I don't know. What is your thought on that, Chris? I mean, I well, – and,
0: get, and getting it closed. Let's, let's just right. think about this. So if the, these guys quote a rate for you and they've gone way down and hardly making any money on it, do you think not at the first sign of trouble they're just going to say, hey, we can't get it done, forget it? Now you're going to lose right. your house, you know, and you're not going to have a – It's it's – Don't do it I mean, and and be understandable that, hey, if you want to do the shopping, shop ahead of time and get someone to be able to commit. But I'm telling you what, it's so I would I tell it's really important that we've worked with that lender before because we're more than one person. You know, they're they're thinking, hey, we're going to send them multiple people. And when you do, you take care of them. I've got lenders that are saying, hey, if I don't have the best product, I'm going to go. I'll get them somewhere else. Because I'm taking care of you. i got to make sure, Chris, you're taking care of because your clients have to have the best deal. And so right. that's what I like.
1: Well, and then, okay, now I'm going to put the other cap on. So now I'm the buyer. And I feel like, oh, my gosh, I can find somebody that can save me $300 a month on a payment. And, you know, because payment is what you really want to shop. Well, now you say $300 a month. And you say, and the lender says, well, boy, that's going to delay closing. It's going to take another week to close it. We have to do this. We have to... And and let me throw this at you. As as a buyer, I'd say with $300 a month, that's about $108,000, $108,000 over 30 years that you save by waiting a couple of days. I suggest highly that you wait a couple of days and reset everything because that $108,000 is your money and you're not paying it out to interest. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it it doesn't count. It's not like it's principal, it's interest, which means it's profit for somebody else. So good for you. Yeah. I got a little excited there. I, it's a lot of
0: money though. And too, yeah, you like that, yeah. If you had a, if you had one point five to buy a house anywhere in Minnesota, where would you buy?
1: Depends on what stage of life I'm
0: in. I would, yeah, I would, I would try to get on a lake because my value would go up faster than any other place. I, I personally agree. want, I personally want to be on acreage like twenty. Close in acres, that's what I want. With a big yeah. pole barn.
1: Yep. I, I I see I like for the city, I like the same thing. Like if I was gonna be working and living in the city, I'm in my earning years. I would love to have something with a nice yard, nice schools. Um, you know, water would be great, but even without water, um, you know, there's some beautiful suburbs around here or acreage areas. Now, if you were talking about 1.5 million as a retired guy. Man, I mean I in Minnesota i you know between Brainerd and uh you know Alexandria, or you know once I'm retired, that's where I would look,
0: yeah, I think uh yeah I think i I would prefer to be in a suburb too, not kind of in the in the city or in the loop, but kind of more in a suburb and probably south or west. Those are my spots,
1: I do north or central,
0: yeah. Okay. I mean, that's what we, I do north, north or west. Or west. I, we're kind
1: of we're yeah. both west side guys, but you're a north and I'm or you're south. I'm a north. And yeah. so we kind of do the same thing. We're just I'm in the north corner. But I, I I do all across. I mean, I'm doing stuff out in Scandia now, too. And so.
0: Well, we had to uh, me and Andy both had conflicts uh, yesterday. So we did a little live show here on this day and we got a we got a little text yesterday. Was that from Mr. Ryan O'Neill?
2: Oh,
1: you're uh, talking to me.
0: Yes. Yeah. Putting us on his show, yeah, so we're going to be back on. We're going to be back on WCCO for uh, a cameo appearance.
1: Well, uh, well, of course, we'll keep you posted. And we'll have, uh, I'm sure, we'll we'll have some fun with it. We'll do some videography, yeah. and
0: but in the meantime, you can go to our little link tree right there on Real Estate Radio and find us anywhere you want. So, yeah, we appreciate you listening. And, well, and, uh, and
1: one quick thing, I now that I get to help end the show, um, yeah. I always say this. In your unique situation that you're in don't be afraid to ask chris or i for help if you have you're buying you're selling whatever it is the thing is a lot of people don't think we do real estate we just talk about it we actually do real estate so you can hire us you like us hire us we are available for business i set lofty goals for myself this year and i could use your help um we actually i i cranked the bar up this year so we could use your help uh, achieving our goals uh but anyway we always are here to help. No matter if it's next year, the year after that, it doesn't matter to us. We're here to make you, help you plan your journey. So,
0: It's it's funny when you say that because a member of CCO is like, oh, we don't have to say any of that. And they kept telling us, you should say that. You need to say that. And I never forget, I, I talked to a lady and she goes, oh yeah, we sold our house. And she asked me all the advice. I'm like, oh wow, that's, I mean, I would have loved to have helped you. And she
1: goes, oh, do you sell? <laughs> Whoops. I'm telling you. <laughs> no. yeah. But see, both of us have the heart of a teacher. And so we love to talk about stuff. We love to teach, and and like I said, we should just have a classroom. You know what I mean?
0: Could you imagine us in a classroom? I don't I, I would think be a the lot of this stuff would be happening. In the World. Yeah. All right. Check Watch out ball. our tree. We're live every Thursday, right? Thursday, eight AM. So. All right, guys.